Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 12 of The Story Behind the Tunes. My name is Calvin Volrath, and I come from St. Paul, Alberta, Canada. I'm a fiddle player, and I've written a pile of tunes over the years, and I got no place to go tell my stories anymore. Be- well, thanks to COVID, I guess. So here we are. Cal's doing a podcast, having fun with it. I'm amazed we're at episode number 12 already. You're listening to the Paul Dacier Reel. Come on, ça va. That is the Paul Dacier reel. You know, uh, I have been so lucky to play with so many great musicians over the years, and 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 I've written them tunes. And Paul Dacier, I first met Paul Dacier. Uh, he was just a young. He was. I'm, I'm guessing he was a teenager. I think at the Pembroke Fiddle Contest down at the Fiddle Park. There, uh, it's it's probably and was probably the biggest fiddle contest in Canada. They would get. 1600 to 2000 campers camping in fiddle park what they called fiddle park and uh, it would it was for a week some some were there for two weeks and the jam sessions that would go on there'd be many people that would never ever go to the fiddle contest they would just stay at the at the park anyways i remember walking around the park there to the different jam sessions and and i'd see this young fella playing the piano and he played so good I found out his name was Paul Dacier, and he was from Quebec, and he didn't speak a lot of English, I don't believe. And uh, I remember telling Randy Foster, I was always with Randy at the contest there in Pembroke. I was judging or entertaining, and um, we were going back to Ottawa after the after the contest was over, and we stopped in um, in Arnprior. They have a truck stop there called the Antrim Truck Stop. Always stop there for a, for a sandwich or a muffin or something on the way back to Ottawa, and it, we walked in, and there was uh, Paul Dacier and his family all sitting there, and I hadn't met him over at the camp at all, or over at the contest at the at the campgrounds, and I went, holy smokes, I'm going to walk over and introduce myself to him. So I went out to the car. I think I had seven CDs out at that point in my life. This is going back to. Oh, what year would this be? In, sometime in the 1990s, in the mid-1990s somewhere, maybe 1997, 1998. 
1999. I just can't quite remember. Anyways, I walked up to the car and I grabbed those seven CDs that I had, walked back in, and his family was all sitting around a, a, a table there in the restaurant. And I walked over and I said, hey, my name is Calvin Volrath. And he knew who I was, being a fiddle player. And I said, someday I want to play music with you. And uh, oh, in his French way, I, I, I got a little excitement from him, I believe. And I said, you learn the tunes on those CDs and I'm going to call you up one day and, and we're, we're going to play music. Well, it wasn't long after that, you know, within the year or two, maybe the next year when I got back to Pembroke, he was there and another uh, foot taller and uh, we got to play some tunes and it was just magic. Well, I started hiring him to do some shows with me, and then in around 2005, maybe 2004, 2005, something like that, uh, I would hire him to come to my studio here in St. Paul in the fall every year, and he would play piano on my recordings. Those are magical, magical memories for me because the talent that he has is just, it's, it's just coming out of him. It's, uh, it's an amazing, and Paul went on to be a, 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 a pilot in the Air Force, and he's traveled the world, and he moved over to Saudi Arabia for a while, and I would email tunes over to Saudi Arabia, and, and uh, Paul would lay down his piano track over there and send it back to me, and, and he's a great fiddle player as well. And so this tune that I composed for him uh, is kind of maybe sounding a little bit French. Trent Bruner was playing piano on that tune, and I'm playing the rest of the instruments. It was recorded on an album called Fiddle Ennium, Volume 1, released in 2000. The name Fiddlenium comes from, you know, back when we were going from 1999 to 2000 into the new millennium. Well, I wanted to get a CD title that kind of matched uh, uh, the era of time. The CD is no longer available, but you can digitally download this as an MP3 from CalvinVolrath.com. Thank you so much, Paul for uh, sharing your music with me and the rest of the world, and I look forward to making more music with you in the future. Back in 1992, I decided to start my own studio. I had uh, I d- had four albums before that, and I was recording with uh, a few different uh, record companies, but 1992, I started my own, and uh, I got Trent Bruner. Uh, piano player from uh, Canwood, Saskatchewan. Trent and I were good friends. We taught at the Emma Lake Fiddle Camp together, and and uh, I, whenever I was doing shows and I needed a piano player, I was calling Trent. And so we put on lots of miles together, and Trent recorded on every album I my, uh, that I recorded from 1992 up until 2004 when Trent moved over to Norway. Well, Trent and I, we put on lots of miles over the years, and we got hired to uh, go uh, teach at a fiddle camp in Montana in, uh, I guess, 1999. Um, this was a funny story. We were going down to the camp in Montana to teach. It was on a cultural exchange uh, type program where Trent and I would go down to Montana and teach, and they would send up a couple of people from Montana to teach in Saskatchewan. Well, while we were down there, somebody had mentioned that, hey, the immigration was going to come looking for anybody that was down here illegally, and uh, it was just a made-up story. And um, uh, Trent got a little bit nervous about that. We weren't down there illegally, but... uh, On the Tuesday night uh, during the camp, uh, uh, we had to go into Helena, 
Montana into the theater there to do a concert with all the instructors and and the students and all. And um, well, Trent was a little bit nervous about that, and and so he said, "Hey, I don't want anybody to introduce me as Trent Bruner from uh, from Canada. So can you just introduce me as uh, Wally Wallace?" And uh, so the MC said, "Okay, I'll do that." And and uh, so, anyways, the 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 MC introduced him on piano, uh, backing everybody up tonight. We have Wally Wallace from Walla Walla, Washington. And Calvin, being the bad boy that he is, uh, when we got back to camp that night, I. Uh, I said to all the instructors and a whole bunch of people we were sitting around visiting. I said, "Did anybody see that fellow walking around the lobby there at, at the at the theater tonight? He can't. He had a suit on and he had a cowboy hat and he had a briefcase and he had a clipboard and he was taking notes. He kind of looked to me like he might have been from the immigration department and uh, he was taking notes. I was just wondering. Well, Trent, he kind of got. Uh, oh my God! I hope. And I said, "Well, no." I said, "I don't know. He, did he talk to anybody?" And and you know what? I never seen anybody like that at all. I'm just making this up in my head trying to make Trent a little bit nervous and uh, so people said yeah I seen him he did look a little bit uh, but he didn't come and talk to me so I went okay well we must be safe so the next day here's Calvin being bad again I went to Freddie and Gene Buckley who are running the camp and I said hey do you happen to know anybody that uh, we could get him to dress up in a suit and a cowboy hat and got a clipboard and a and a and a, and a briefcase and have them come appear at camp here I'm going to make Trent a little bit more nervous. And they said, yeah, we know a guy just lives down the street here. He'll play along real good. And so I said, okay, well, when he gets here, I want to meet with him and have a little talk. We're going to set Trent up. And uh, they said, okay. So anyways, it happened at supper time that night. And just about, oh, maybe a half hour before supper on the Wednesday night, um, Fred and Gene said, hey, he's here. Come and meet with him. So I went and met with him in the back room, and he looked perfect. He had a he had a suit on, a, a dirty kind of a suit, and a cowboy hat that was crooked, and a, he had a big cigar, and it was just perfect. And I said, now, look, I don't want to take this too far. I don't want Trent to have a heart attack or nothing, but we're just, we're just going to have a little fun with him, and I'm going to go sit down at the supper table with, uh, with Trent and whoever happens to be sitting around, and, and while I'm sitting there, I want you to come in, and I kind of gave him the story on what he should do, and he said, okay, so perfect. So I went from that little meeting with him, and I went and sat in the kitchen or in the dining room, and uh, and uh, there was Trent sitting there, and all the other, all the students and the instructors were all around, and and uh, there was a few people that knew that what was going on. Actually, I think everybody knew what was going on except Trent, and right across from Trent there, there was an empty chair for me to uh, sit in, and and we actually had uh, somebody had a videotape going in the corner there on Trent. Trent knew nothing. And anyways, when uh, I was sitting at the table and, and uh, Trent across from me, and all of a sudden I look at the other end of the hall, the door opens up, and here comes this guy in with a suit. And I said, hey, there's that guy that was at the show the other night. And everybody looked. I said, they said are you sure that's him? I said, yeah, that's him. I go, holy smokes, I wonder what he's doing here. Anyways, he walks in and he goes over to the kitchen area there where they're cooking and it was all open. We could see that and he could see he's talking to Jeannie and pretty soon uh, he, he, he walks out to, over to the dining room area and he opens up his mouth and he says, is there a Calvin Volrath here? And I go, yeah, yeah, right here. I'm right here, sir. 
So he comes over and he says, hey, I hear that you're from Canada and uh, uh, I'm from immigration and I just want to make sure that you're here uh, legally. And I go, oh, yeah, geez, I'm here legally. Yeah, we're doing a cultural exchange. And and I showed him the paper that I had from uh, uh, the government. And he said, oh, OK, well, that's great. That's just so good. And and so uh, he says, do you mind if I sit down beside you here? And Trent was nervous. I The look on Trent's face there, it was red and he was eaten. And uh, he got, oh, my God, I hope he doesn't talk about me. And anyways, he sat down there beside and he put his briefcase on his lap and he opened up the briefcase and he pulled out a he pulled out a, a music book that Trent had up on the on the table upstairs that he was selling. And and so uh, he, he, he goes, uh, hey, is there a Trent Bruner in the hall here? Well, Trent didn't say nothing and nobody said nothing. So he took the music book up and he kind of put it up and he's looking at people to see if he could find anybody. And it, oh, there he was sitting right beside. Him. He said, this looks an awful lot like you. And uh, Trent, he had a mouthful of food. He was having trouble swallowing food at that point. I'm so bad. This was a bad boy, Calvin. And uh, Trent couldn't say anything. And, and so he looked at me, he said, is that Trent? And I go, yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's Trent Bruner. And so he says, well, you're from, you're from Canada. And uh, he must have worked Trent over for 10 minutes or so about uh, uh, being down here illegally and you shouldn't do this and you're in big trouble. And, and, and poor Trent, the look on his face, and he wasn't saying much because he had a mouthful of food and uh, he just didn't know what to do. And, um, and so anyways, I thought, okay, it was time to bring this to an end. Calvin had been a bad boy doing this uh, practical joke on Trent. And I went, hey, Trent, this is just a big old practical joke. This is so-and-so from just down the road and he's dressed up he's not from the immigration department and we just wanted to play a practical joke on you well now the look on Trent's face the relief was uh, just absolutely priceless and so I knew that uh, I had to write uh, Trent a tune after that and this is called Trent and Wally
Trent, I'm so sorry for that bad practical joke, but you were a good sport about it all. And that's become a very, very popular tune amongst the fiddle players up here. It gets played in some of the tune of choice categories of the fiddle contests and... That's Trent Bruner on the piano on there, and playing the acoustic lead guitar is the great Freddie Pelchier, and playing the the, the great uh, electric lead guitar, that's the super incredible Mr. Richard Chernisky playing that. I'm playing the rest of the instruments on that album, and it was released in 2000 on uh, Fiddlenium Volume 2. You can get that at calvinvolrath.com as a CD or as the MP3 digital download. Or, you know, I never mentioned this, but, you know, I got the sheet music available for every one of these tunes that you've been hearing on any of the podcasts. You can get the sheet music for that tune, or you can get the, you can purchase the book if you want, a little cheaper. But there you go. That's uh, Trent and Wally. Thanks for the inspiration, Trent. And I look forward to playing uh, more music with you in the future. We've had so many special times over the years. You know, uh, I talk often about uh, Freddie Pelche recording with me and playing with me. And, uh, you know, I first met Freddie. I had heard about him for years and years because he's really a Canadian icon in the in the country music world, a, a great guitar player. And I was hired to entertain, be the guest artist at a fiddle contest in Glassland, Saskatchewan, up in northern Saskatchewan, back in 1986. And they said that they would have a band there to back me up, a country music band. And they mentioned Freddie Pelche was going to be the leader of that band. And I was really looking so forward to that because I had heard so much about Freddie and I had heard him pick on records. And and uh, so I, I arrived there at this contest and we had no rehearsal and uh, got there just before the contest. And, and they were up on stage. They were entertaining. This band was entertaining a little bit. And, and uh, then they introduced me to come up and play. Well, I went up and played, and it didn't matter what I played. Freddie and the band were right there. It was a special, special night, and w it was just magic. Freddie and I, we kind of had this little magic thing happening. Well, I started hiring Freddie to uh, to come out and play with me on different things, and, and we've been dear, dear friends over the years. He's recorded on lots of my stuff early on here. I'd pack up my studio, and I'd drive out to his place. He was living in Birch Hills out in a farm out on acreage outside of Birch Hills, Saskatchewan. And we'd set up in a bedroom there and we'd record for a week in special, special times. And well, one, one day, um, uh, I, I, I don't know if it was at a fiddle camp or whatever, but April Virch and I, we wrote a tune together and, uh, we thought we should name it, uh, uh, we should name it after Freddie Pelche. So that's what we did. We we wrote this tune, and and when I punched it into my computer, when I typed in Freddie Pelche into my computer, you know, computers they always have a spell check thing, and it's it didn't understand Freddie, and it didn't understand uh, Pelche, and it suggested that uh, the 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 correct name is probably Birdie Polluter. Well, we laughed, we laughed, we laughed, and we decided we're going to keep that, and so. Here's a tune that April and I wrote for Freddy, and uh, thanks to uh, the computer, it is called Birdie Polluter Jig.
we go. The birdie polluter jig. It's a dandy. Thanks, April, for writing that with me. And thank you, Freddie, for the inspiration. And thanks to the the computer for coming up with that name for us. Uh, that's Trent Bruner playing the piano on there. I'm playing all the other instruments except the acoustic lead guitar. That's old Birdie Polluter himself right there playing that. <laughs> this is on the album called Autumn in Vermont which you can get at calvinvolrath.com only as a digital download because the CD is no longer available. You hear me talk about Richard Chernisky once in a while here that he's recorded with me. Well, Richard and I, we've played lots together over the years and really was, other than my father, my father was my first musical hero. And uh, when I was, I think I was 15 years old, I got a phone call from uh, the queen of Canadian country music. Her name is Joyce Smith, and she wanted me to come out and play some fiddle with her band on a few uh, occasions, and uh, I just couldn't believe I, I was 15 years old, and I'm getting a phone call from the famous Joyce Smith, and, and I knew that she played with great musicians, and well, I remember we went to go play uh, for a dance in Lloyd Minister. I didn't even have my license yet. My mom and dad were with me. And away we went to Lloyd Minister, and who was playing guitar with her on that gig? Well, it was Richard Chernesky, and we knew Richard Chernesky. Uh, he was on TV on the country music shows out of Edmonton, the Chuck Wagon Show that G- Gaby Hawes had a called uh, the the Chuck Wagon Show on Saturday nights. And uh, what a great guitar player he is! Uh, still, still plays great. And, well, that was my first, and my dad was so excited that I was going to be standing beside Richard Chernisky, and that was in 1975, I believe. In 1981, I got a phone call to join a band called Clearwater. It was a great, top-notch band in Edmonton. They just played on weekends. They all had day jobs. Richard had a day job as well. Richard was a, he was a, a meter man. He read the gas meters. And But he was, uh, in his heart, he was a musician because he could play anything. He'd come home and he'd practice, practice, practice. He loved practicing every day. And he could play anything. Well, he was the guitar player in Clearwater. I joined up with that band. And every Tuesday, Richard and myself and Ralph Ament, we were the lead guitar section. Those two played lead guitar and I played fiddle. We would get together and we'd practice three-part harmony things. And the singers in the band, they would practice on Wednesday nights. And then we would get together on Thursday night, the whole band, and we'd put it all together. And, and we'd play somewhere on Friday and we'd play somewhere on Saturday. And it was a great, great band, and I got really, really close with Richard, and still am to this day. Richard plays in my band called Calvin Volrath and Country Swing, and uh, uh, he, his knowledge, and I've learned so much. I've probably learned more about music uh, from Richard than from anybody. He's been a great mentor to me, and uh, I wrote him a country shuffle. This is called A Country Rich. <laughs>
that's country music. Thank you so much, Richard, for all you've done for me in uh, in my music, and most importantly, your friendship. That's recorded on an album called Approved Canadian Fiddler, which was released in 2015. Jeremy Russo is playing the piano, and I'm playing all the rest of the instruments except the steel guitar. Uh, it's the great Doug Jernigan from Nashville. Doug, uh, just an absolute legend in the in the music world in Nashville. He's recorded with absolutely everybody. He's on the Hillbilly Jazz albums with Vassar Clements and totally honored to have him playing steel guitar on this album. You can get this at calvinvolrath.com as a CD or as the MP3 digital download. You hear me talk about Freddie Pelche lots, and we were teaching at the Emma Lake Fiddle Camp, uh, oh, many, many, many years ago, and one day he says, hey, my boy Clinton, he's getting to be a guitar player. I think he was nine years old. He said, you should hear him pick, Calvin. I went, oh, I'd love to hear him pick. Why don't you bring him out to my my show tonight, and I'll get him up on stage to come and pick a tune and show the people. Oh, he said, well, I don't know if he'll, he'd never been on a stage before, but uh, I'll ask him. Well, Freddie went home before my show, and he went and uh, he brought Clinton out to my show that night. And um, I asked him, I said, hey, if I asked you to come up and pick a tune tonight on the stage, would you do that? And he said, oh, yeah, I'll do that. So I got him up, and he sat down on a chair, and I said, hey, what, what would you like to play? He says, I'd like to play Turkey in the Straw. Well, he ripped into that. I'll tell you what, nine years old, I couldn't believe it. He was playing at about 100 miles an hour, never missed a note. The whole crowd couldn't believe it. They stood up and gave him a standing ovation, and he looked around, the smile on his face, the appreciation that, that he had put on, every, gave everybody. It was really incredible. Well, and as the years went on, he just got better and better and better. And uh, when he was, you know, maybe in his late teens, maybe 20 years old, something like that, he moved to Edmonton uh, to take the Grant McEwen uh, uh, music course there. And it was a whole lot uh, closer to me when he was living in Edmonton. And so uh, I started hiring Clinton to come and play with me. And, you know, he grew up with fiddle music and, and, and music in general guitar because of his dad. Uh, and so, you know, we've put on lots of miles together. We've been playing together now since, you know, well, what year? I don't even know. It's, it's over 20 years we've been playing together. And uh, he's into absolutely everything. He can play classical. He can play gypsy jazz. He can play rock. He can play country and fiddle tunes. I mean, he can play, he can play it all. Uh, I wrote him a tune a few years ago, and I remember when I wrote this, it's kind of a boogie tune. When I wrote this, I didn't tell him I wrote it, and I think we were in uh, Red Bluff, California, and we were having a little jam session, and I played this tune. It's in B-flat. I didn't tell him what it was. I was just actually in the process of writing it, and but I knew it was for him. We played it, and uh, oh, he said, oh, geez, do I ever like that tune? I said, that's good. And then it came out on an, uh, when it was coming out on an album, I, uh, I called him up and I said, Hey, Clinton, uh, this tune that we played down in Red Bluff, California, that's a tune I was writing for you. And I want you to play it with me on the album. So here you go. This is called Clinton P. Boogie. One, two, one, two. Thank you. 
Wow, yowzers. Hey, that is Clinton B. Boogie. That's cooking along. I haven't heard that in a while. That is fun stuff. And that is Clinton P. Boogie. That's Clinton Pelchier, Clinton Polluter, uh, picking the electric lead guitar on there. That is so good. Hey, Clint, thank you so much for uh, sharing your music with me, playing music with me over all of these years. And I look forward to you and I playing again uh, once this COVID thing gets out of the way. That's the wonderful Jeremy Rusu playing the piano on there, and I'm playing the rest of the instruments. That's on an album called A Fiddle of This, A Fiddle of That, which was released in 2016, and you can get it at calvinvolrath.com as a CD or as an MP3 digital download. Yeehaw! Back in around the year 2000, uh, Gord Fish, who was the uh, coordinator for the Emma Lake Fiddle Camp, he hired um, Troy McGilvery, who comes from Antigonish, Nova Scotia. Uh, Troy is a great piano player and a great fiddle player. Um, and, and so we played some tunes at the camp there that weekend, and it was a different style than what I had been used to. I hadn't really played with a Cape Breton-style uh, piano player before, but I really enjoyed it. And, and we've played together many, many times over the years, and, and he's inspired me to write this tune for him. Um, this one, uh, I was playing a show in Saskatoon. Back in 2012, I believe in the fall of 2012, and Troy was living in Saskatoon at the time, uh, and and he was playing with me. We had, we did a little tour in Saskatchewan, and in the back room there, just before the show, I started writing this tune, and it reminded me of Troy. As I was composing the tune, hey, Troy happened to walk up, and he heard it, and he said, hey, I like that tune. I thought that's a good sign. This is called Troy McGilvery's.
That's called Troy McGilvery's Hey Troy. Thanks so much for inspiring that tune and uh, playing music with me uh, over the years. And I look forward to uh, playing more music with you in the future. This was recorded on an album called Super Califidalistic, which was released in 2013. Paul Dacier is playing the piano on there, and I'm playing the rest of the instruments. And you can get it at calvinvolrath.com as a CD or as an MP3 digital download. Now go on, go get that. Well, not right now, just wait till the end of the show, and then go get that. (laughs) Well, this next story in tune goes back to my humble beginnings way back. Uh, And I always like to try to uh, include a tune from my family. I've missed the odd couple uh, episodes. But here on this situation... Back in 1976, I was 16 years old, and I started my own band. That band was called Country Swing. And we were pretty much a family band. And my brother Randy, he was the guitar player in the band, and sing, he was singing the rock and roll. He'd sing, You Ain't Nothing But a Hound Dog. And then he'd play the rhythm guitar to all the fiddle tunes that we had. And uh, it was great, wonderful. And uh, back when we were playing in a band... See, I'm the youngest. Randy's the third youngest. And there's seven of us. I can remember uh, Randy was uh, oh, he was always on the go. When he was in school there, uh, after school was over, well, he'd come home and change clothes maybe, and then he was gone. He was gone, and, and uh, he'd come home when it was time to eat and then time to sleep. And Dad always called him the coyote because coyotes always showed up when they were hungry. So Dad called him the coyote, and... Well, when Randy finished school, he got jobs working as a, at a store here and a store there, and then he got to driving truck, and he always had a bad back. He was fine. He was always at the chiropractor getting his back adjusted and get married and raised a family, and when his family, when his kids got all grown up and moved out and were on their, on their own, Randy decided he was tired of driving truck and the bad back and all. He decided that he wanted to become a chiropractor. So he went back and did some upgrading at school and uh, then went to college in Edmonton to get some, uh, I don't know, biology courses or something that he needed to get into chiropractic college. And he moved down to Irvine, Texas, just outside of Dallas. I think he spent seven years down there or something in, in school and he became a chiropractor. This was after his kids were, like I say, they were gone. This was a life change for him. Well, he did become a chiropractor, and he's a chiropractor to this day. And so back in, oh, maybe the year might have been 2000, I'll figure that out and let you know, I wrote him a tune. He liked the swing stuff. This is called the Coyote Proctor.
Christopher, my brother Randy. Hey, Randy, that was lots of fun way back in the old country swing days. And uh, thanks for the inspiration on that tune. And hey, and thanks for all the chiropractic adjustments you give me to this day. This was recorded on an album called Steppin' Out. It was released in the year 2000, and I'm playing all the instruments on here. This was a, a project for me to learn how to operate my new multi-track recorder. I did everything myself. It was a fun album to do. You can get this at calvinvolrath.com as an MP3 digital download. The CD is no longer available. Hey, it's time to give a shout out to my good buddy Mike Gilmore in Edmonton. His company's called Collector's Corners, and he's everything fiddles. Whatever you need in the fiddle world, if you need a fiddle, if you need a bow, if you need to get your fiddle fixed, or you need to get your bow rehaired, or if you need strings, or chin rest, shoulder pad, anything fiddle at all, you get a hold of Mike. He's working on a website. I've said that every week, and he's still working on it. He's got lots of stuff, so it's taken a long time to populate that website. But you send him an email at m, as in mother, Gilmore, G-I-L-M-O-R-E, at shaw.ca. That's S-H-A-W dot C-A. You send Mike an email and he'll get back in touch with you right away and he won't steer you wrong. I get Mike to do lots for me. We got time to do one more. Hey, I'm sure I've written a whole lot more for people that I've played with, but we only got time for one more today. I started playing music with Jeremy Russo maybe around the year 2010. We did a little tour in uh, Manitoba, and shortly after that, I started using him on recordings. And Jeremy plays everything. I mean, in in the early days there, I'd get him to play a clarinet solo or something like that. And, and then we got into the piano, and he's been playing piano pretty much full-time on my album since 2016, I believe. And he's just an absolute genius. He plays everything. He plays drums. He plays bass. He plays guitar. He plays uh, uh, accordion. I mean, he plays lots of accordion. He plays everything. Jeremy is blind. I've mentioned this before. He's blind since birth. And uh, he's, a, he's a musical genius, I believe. Us fiddle players were so honored to be able to uh, create and make music with Jeremy. Last year, I composed him a tune. It's a swing tune. This is simply called Jeremy.
Yes, Jeremy. Wow. That's Jeremy Russo on the piano, and he's on the drums, and he's on the bass on that tune, and I'm playing the rest of the instruments. It is out on an album that was just released in 2020 uh, called 2020 Fiddling, Calvin Volrath and Friends, Edition 2. There's also an Edition 1, a whole bunch of other tunes on there. You can get it at calvinvolrath.com as a CD or as the MP3 digital download. Thanks so much, Jeremy. Just absolutely wonderful. We're recording a whole bunch of new stuff right now to come out on a couple of albums this year. And I know that people are going to be truly amazed by everything that you're doing on there. Thanks so much. Well, there we go. Edition 12 of The Story Behind the Tunes is in the books. I hope you enjoyed that today. I've enjoyed reminiscing the stories and uh, hearing the tunes once again of uh, from the people that inspired them and my musician friends that I've been playing with over the years. Don't forget to go to calvinvolrath.com and check out all my products. See what I've got going on for uh, workshops and lessons and hey, CDs, sheet music, whatever you want. Come and check it out. We've got a, we've got a little bit of a guest book there for you to sign as well. Hey, until next week, everybody, I want you to take care, stay safe, and have a good day.